Welcome to the Yes I Am podcast, where vulnerability and authenticity fuel transformative conversations. I'm your host, Armand, guiding you through captivating life stories that shape our existence. In today's episode, we explore Bella's remarkable journey. Growing up, she witnessed her father's unwavering strength, kindness, and compassion. Tragically, his passing propelled Bella into profound introspection, teaching her the fragility of life and the importance of cherishing every moment. Discover how grief shaped Bella's perspective, leading her to embrace each day as a conscious choice to live fully. We'll delve into her father's legacy, her commitment to uplifting others, and the power of journaling. Join us for an inspiring journey as we explore Bella's resilience and relentless pursuit of honoring her father. This podcast is for those seeking solace and purpose in adversity. Follow me on Instagram at ArmandASKZ for exclusive content and updates. Get ready to be inspired and uplifted as we dive into Bella's extraordinary journey of resilience and growth. Welcome to UFM Podcast, Bella. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. And um, you, you told me you have listened to a couple of, you know, UFM Podcasts before. Yes. So, but, so super stoked to be here. Yeah. What is your story? Yeah, so I think the most monumental part of my life that's really shaped me the most is um, when my dad passed away when I was 16. So... Um, yeah, he, we were very, very close. Um, I'm very grateful to have had an amazing family and an amazing father figure in my life. And um, he had cancer, so he was battling cancer. I think it was, I was around seven when he first got diagnosed um, with melanoma in his eye, actually. And he didn't actually fit any of the typical um, characteristics for someone that would have melanoma. Um, usually it's blonde hair, blue eyes, and very light skin. And he had dark hair, dark eyes, and darker skin. So it was a big surprise when he was diagnosed um, so early in his life, too. Um, and then when he went through... Um, radiation therapy was able to work on melanoma for his eye and he was actually in remission for quite a few years um and then back in i believe it was 2016 we found out that it spread to his liver and then um it eventually just was went really really downhill Mm -hmm. um those last two years and the last six months of his life were really hard and uh, my dad was the most like hardworking person I know. I think yeah. I strive to be like him every day. Mm-hmm. Um, he taught me the importance of hard work and just treating everybody with kindness because mm-hmm. um, you never know what their story is. And so he really instilled that in me as a kid and respect and um, just what it meant to truly love the people that you care about. I think sure. I saw that a lot in how he cared for my mom and how he treated me and my brother and how he cared for us and wanted to be there for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those last six months, it was really hard. I was finishing up my junior year of high school and it was during the winter time. And um, just to see, I guess, like the physical um, decline was really, really hard to see because mm-hmm. um, he was an athletic guy, yeah. um, very always put together, yeah. and um, the provider of our family, mm-hmm. and um, was always very strong. And so seeing that decline was really, really hard. Um, he 
lost a lot of weight um, because chemotherapy actually wouldn't work on him so there was no cure so the doctor mm -hmm. basically said you have like six months at most to live and um as a 16 year old you never really think like i knew my dad had cancer but i never thought that i would be like the girl that whose dad passed away from cancer it was just something that i never thought it would be mm -hmm. me um i think it's something that i didn't want to accept at first and um so it was um, definitely very hard to go through and to see him um, experience that and to have so much pain. I think that was really hard. And um, so you denied it, like personally. What, oh, during that time. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. were kind of in denial. Yeah, yourself. definitely. I mean, I was seeing what was happening mm -hmm. in front of me, but it was—it's hard to take that in. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you just your brain is telling you, like, you're seeing one thing and taking everything in, but your brain is like, this shouldn't be happening. Like, for sure my parents aren't supposed to die until they're older mm -hmm. um type thing and so just a lot of emotions and trying to finish up school and um and back then i was i mean i'm still studious today but i was extremely studious in high school and i think mm -hmm. just going through that with my dad i kind of realized the importance of relationships and taking mm -hmm. time and being present with people mm -hmm. um i think my um kind of priorities were a little like out of touch for a while for because sure. I was like very studious and like academics like always in the books like always studying and so um when he was going through that I really realized like wow like academics and all that stuff will be there forever but the people in my life won't and so um, it really taught me to really treasure the time that I had with him and so um it was a, exactly a month after his birthday so his birthday is January 10th and it was February 10th that um he passed away in our um, in our family's house, and I was really grateful to be with him when he took his last breath. I was like praying, I'm praying. I was like, God, please let me let us be there with him, like not to have him pass away in our sleep, because I definitely wanted to be there to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. That's something that's you never. It's hard to um, to to say goodbye to someone like that, because mm -hmm. death is so final, and I think in our society. Um, we're all going. We're all going to die. That's that. That is the truth. That is the That's truth. the hard reality. But mm -hmm. I think in our society, we don't. We always think that we're guaranteed tomorrow, right? Like we're we're focused on the future. I was even so future-minded. Mm -hmm. Like what am you know what am I going to achieve in college? What am I going to achieve in my future? And we're always thinking that we're guaranteed the next day. For sure. When in reality, none of us are. And so, um, experiencing my father passing away and everything that came through that and the emotions and the grief that I'm still struggling with and walking with today. Um, <clears throat> it really taught me to really live each day as if it were my last because I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. Oh, and um, just really treasuring the people that I have in my life. I think after my dad passed away, I really had to be the kind of um, cornerstone for my family because um, my mom was, I mean, she lost her partner and her soulmate and mm -hmm. her um, her husband and then my brother lost a dad and I also lost a dad, but the grief is different for all three of us. And so I had to kind of hold our family together because my brother was so young and my Oh, you're right younger. Okay. Yes, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm the oldest. Okay. So um, a lot of that, processing that and being there for my family kind of, you know, it's been five years, mm -hmm. but it feels like it's been like a few months ago like at just the time it's been long but it's also been not a lot of time I think there's a part of me that still thinks that he's gonna come back um, 
I still kind of wait for his car to go yeah. in the driveway and stuff. And um, especially with like big monumental times in my life, definitely like mm -hmm. make him miss make me miss him more, especially like graduation coming up this week. Mm -hmm. He's a huge Beaver fan. Oh, he <laughs> went to Oregon State. Oh, he did? Yes, oh, okay, he did. Okay. The biggest Beaver fan I ever knew. Okay. <laughs> so um, that's part of the reason why I chose to go to Oregon mm -hmm. State. I initially was going to go out of state in mm -hmm. California, um, but then after he passed away, I was like, I want to go to the same college that he went to, so he has a part of him with me and be close to hmm. my or to my mom and to my brother. Yeah. So I'm so grateful that I chose to go here and it's just special to have a piece of him with me, knowing that he walked the campus, you For know, sure. when he was here. And so um, it's only been something that him passing away has changed my life. Um, mm -hmm. I'm definitely not the same person that I was before. Even looking at pictures, we have a family picture that we took when mm -hmm. um, he was still alive and healthy. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I look at it, because you can see it from the kitchen table, and I look mm -hmm. at it and I'm like, I don't really recognize myself. I think it's hard to recognize myself because I'm such a different person. It shaped me in so many different ways. Um, <clears throat> it's helped me value life a lot more, and I think I view life in such a more full way um, because I've experienced loss at such a tremendous level and um, it really impacted how I view people as well. I think just viewing each person that comes into my life as a gift, whether they're a positive, um, positive person in my life or if they aren't the most positive people, yeah. I, I strive to view that as a lesson or something that I can gain from it. Mm -hmm. and. Um, <clears throat> just to live every day because he didn't get to. I think that's a lot of um, the strength that I get to keep going because there's definitely some mm -hmm. days where I wake up and it's hard to get out of bed, but realizing that life is such a gift, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just enjoying the life that I've been given and living it to the fullest and helping the people around me as much as I can. And <clears throat> when I lay down at, at night and before I go to sleep, I always kind of reflect and I'm like, is, would I be okay if I didn't get another day tomorrow? Like, do you I... You ask that question. I ask myself that every time wow. before I go to bed because I, I just have to live my life each day as if it were my last because I, that's, I've become really attuned to that reality that I'm not guaranteed mm -hmm. tomorrow. So I kind of just reflect and kind of look over and be like, would I be okay if mm -hmm. today was my last day? And I, every day has been a yes so far, which is great. And even wow. if it hasn't been the best day, <laughs> yeah. um, I think just viewing life with that perspective of really being present mm -hmm. and really enjoying each breath that I get. Because mm -hmm. um, anything can happen at any moment. So just taking that in and... Um, saying yes to experiences. I think that I'm um, not allowing fear to take over my life. I think that's another thing because when you experience that that close, mm -hmm. you realize how quick that can happen and how final it is. It's not like a video game. You can't just like hop back in for life mm -hmm. number two, right? Yeah. So it's just, um, I think it's easy for fear to kind of creep in and um, be ultra afraid of <clears throat> dying myself. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just realizing like almost having to hold hands with that reality and hold hands with my grief because that's not mm -hmm. something that I can just you know get over I remember people coming up to me two weeks after he passed away and they're like how are you doing are you better and I'm like 
no <laughs> it's not something you just get over in like yeah. two weeks two years 20 yeah. years you know it's something that you never know i'm gonna you know continue to process my whole life mm -hmm. um but i've i know I, and i don't understand why he had to die that's another thing i've wrestled with a lot too um, trying to kind of make sense yeah, the reason yeah. behind it and the thing is i won't ever know i won't ever get that answer and it's are you at about like a uh, why type of person trying to kind of figure out the reason behind anything to kind of make peace with it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I like to I like to have a reason for things, mm -hmm. um, and I like to have closure. Closure or, for sure. Um, just an explanation. I think there's so many things in our natural world mm -hmm. that have explanations like that. Mm -hmm. You can see this happens because of this, mm -hmm. and it kind of a ca cause and effect. And this was one thing that I won't ever get the answer mm -hmm. to, and so kind of making peace with that. Have you ever tried to find that answer within yourself? Um, I guess reflecting on maybe how it's shaped me mm -hmm. um, and the type of person that I've become because of it. Um, I think that I, yeah, I won't ever have the answer of why, mm -hmm. but I can see maybe how it's affected me and how it's mm -hmm. changed me. I think that um, that's kind of a question that's helped me bring some sort of peace to it. For sure. Um, because um, I've asked God that multiple times, like, why? Because it doesn't make sense to me, like, a good person. And that happens all the time. So many good people pass away very early when there's a lot of really evil people out there that live a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've wrestled with. But um, I guess just reflecting and being grateful for the years that I did have with mm -hmm. my dad. Um, because there's some people, even in people in my own personal life that I know, that their fathers are still alive, their parents are still alive, but they don't have a good relationship with them. And I was very, very lucky to have um, those good years with mm -hmm. my dad, even though he's no longer here. So then just perspective, I realize, is everything. For sure. It really is. It's um, how do you view your life and what you've been through and how are you going to use that? You can have a choice. You have a choice, I think, um, kind of like you were talking earlier. Um, we have choices to make, and through this podcast, you're able to kind of see what mm -hmm. choices people make that impact their lives based on yeah. the things that they've been through. And um, I think every day is a choice to live. A lot of people, you know, ask me, like, how did you get through it without, like, any, you know, mm -hmm. adding any negative things into your life? Yeah. Or even as hard as it is, like, some people would say that they would probably have ended their own life if they had gone through something like that. Um, and I just said that that's not an option for me. That's not an option to quit or to um, end my own life on any terms because of the fact that my dad didn't get to live those years. That's a very interesting uh, thing you brought up because, like, when, like, anything, any adversity happens mm -hmm. to us as human, there are very different options that lay in front of us mm -hmm. to see which path it would go, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah killing yourself might be one of them another one would be like drugs another one mm -hmm. might be like i don't know just uh being filled with revenge mm -hmm. you know and yeah. uh so many others and then uh, another path is like you just trying to pick it up and learn and live with it and try to make the best out of like who you are right now uh i want to i want to kind of try to understand like why you chose that path yeah but uh let me let me go back a little bit. So you said when your uh, your dad was athletic, mm -hmm. 
Um, he was very hardworking mm -hmm. and everything. Um, did you um, notice anything in his personality, in the way he, he, the way he would present himself, the way he would view life, mm -hmm. change after he realized that he might uh, be dying soon? Yeah, yeah, and that's, I, like I said, if I tear up a little bit, it's just because yeah. I miss him and I love talking no, about 100%. him because he's yeah. an amazing person. Mm -hmm. But I think that's one of the most amazing things about my dad is that he um, didn't turn bitter at all mm -hmm. when he got that diagnosis and when he realized he had six months mm -hmm. to live. Um, he, like, he was an amazing dad, but he became mm -hmm. an even more amazing dad after that, which I think is amazing because I know a lot of people, I mean, even placing myself in that position, having to accept that you're not going to be there for your kids' graduations, mm -hmm. your kids' weddings, your all these little moments in your kid's life, for or sure. even in your wife or partner's mm -hmm. life, just speaking from my dad's point of view, mm -hmm. um, how hard that would be mm -hmm. and how much strength and courage it takes to not become bitter mm -hmm. and to not isolate. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that was beautiful, His the way he um, continued to be an amazing father, an amazing husband to my mom, um, was just spoke volumes to who he is. And he credits that to his relationship with God um, and how God changed his life and how God helped him to get through those things mm -hmm. when there's not really any human explanation or he couldn't do that on his own strength. So mm -hmm. he really attributed that to God helping him. and. Um, and to be at peace, I think that he kind of realized that there was nothing he could do, so why try to fight what's happening? And um, he continued to be the best version of himself that he could be until he couldn't anymore, because it got to a point where he couldn't speak or couldn't move or couldn't walk and could barely mm -hmm. open his eyes um, because of how much the cancer had metastasized in his blood and mm. in his liver so um but it was just that presence that he um his he was very determined very resilient and i think those are um, qualities and values that i um, strive to mirror in my life mm -hmm. um, when i'm faced with adversity i think the way that he handled um battling cancer paved the way and gave me a um kind of kind of set the tone for it. Yes, you. yeah, um, and how I would process grief and his passing. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a very um I'm just amazed every day by his strength. Um Yeah, I mean from from what I'm hearing, like that kinda like maybe answers my previous question about like why you chose this path. because yeah. um, I think like your dad was art and just being a dad was also uh someone that could inspire people and someone sure. that could lead, you know? And yeah. I feel like Maybe uh, in his mind, the way that he was dealing it, dealing with this whole process was leading and setting an example mm -hmm. for you and your brother and maybe your mom, mm -hmm. you know, to understand and uh, maybe like kind of like a last thing he would want to leave behind. Yeah, it was definitely you like know? a gift. I think yeah. I definitely, as you said, it was like a gift that he left behind. And um, yeah, just the way that, um, I remember at his funeral, a lot of people came up to me and they were just like, your dad like was helped me change my life around. Um, just a lot of positive things. And I think that was, or just that, how he always made people feel special and welcomed in a room. And I think just seeing the legacy that he left behind mm -hmm. and how he, you know, 
Another one of his coworkers came up to me and he said that I've never heard your dad talk bad about anybody. Aww. And um, he was, you know, he was in construction engineering management, worked mm -hmm. with a lot of people, worked with a lot of difficult people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I just admire um, who he was even in um, the business world. Um, mm -hmm. I think that also inspires me For in sure. my own line of work and how I treat people and how mm -hmm. I work with people and mm -hmm. um, the legacy that I want to leave mm -hmm. behind. Um, and how I can make people feel, um, I always want to make people feel better than they were before I met them, just to encourage them and help them feel heard and mm -hmm. seen and loved and accepted. Cause I feel like that's all, that's what we're all striving for. And I think that mm -hmm. we all desire that and, um, definitely want to leave that legacy like he did. hundred yeah. percent. Um, so you said 16, you were 16 when he passed. Yeah. And then you were, how long, how old were you when he got diagnosed? Uh, I think around seven, seven or eight. Oh, you were seven or eight. Oh, okay. When he first got diagnosed. Yeah. And then um, he was in remission for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then it spread to his liver, I think, when I was around like 15. So like how old were you when it really hit you that something oh, is really yeah. wrong? Um, Hmm. I would probably say, because he passed away in February mm -hmm. of 20, I'm trying to think, 2018. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was really that December, November, December prior. So it was like three months, let's see, yeah, about three months before he passed away that it kind of set in mm -hmm. because that's when I was able to physically see the decline. And because um, he will mentally always bring it like, oh, everything's yeah, okay, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. And mentally, it was still so present yeah, and strong. For sure. Physically, that's kind of when the reality sets in because there's mm -hmm. no really reversal for gotcha. the physical effects. So I think that's when it really set in for me the mm -hmm. most. Um, I think it was just I was trying to process it as it was mm -hmm. happening. There's only so much that your brain even allows you mm -hmm. to process. And I think that it's interesting when um, I share about with people mm -hmm. like my process through grief is that mm -hmm. um, your brain and kind of the, sci the science behind that's also really interesting because mm -hmm. everyone processes grief differently. 100%. Um, but sometimes your brain blocks out certain um, situations because mm -hmm. it was so traumatic mm -hmm. and I've kind of reached a year this year has been probably one of my hardest years with grief because my brain is now opening up those areas that were closed off. So now I'm regaining all these memories <clears throat> that I haven't visited mm -hmm. um, just during those really hard last three months because I think my brain blocked them out because I was so in shock. I think I go through stages of shock and reality, shock and reality because, um, yeah, it's just to have someone that close and then just be taken away indefinitely. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard for, like, logically I know that yeah. he's gone, but my brain or subconscious is still um, thinking that he's somewhere, like, on Earth, but just mm -hmm. I haven't talked to him or seen him <laughs> for five years, so. You know, uh, one thing that I think is very interesting with our human mind is as long as it's very, very much occupied, mm -hmm. it tends to kind of <clears throat> block away memories. Definitely. And as soon as it's lonely and as soon as that there's nothing going on, yeah. it tries to kind of dig because it wants to give you some food, you know? Right. And because when you're busy, you're basically feeding your 
uh, brain, you know, by like working, reading, I don't know, whatever you're doing, but as soon as you're just sitting down, and that's kind of like probably why meditation might be very difficult for some people, mm -hmm. because you just like, oh shoot, all these memories are coming back to me. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, maybe you said like this past year was, was like yeah. one of the hardest year, maybe even, I don't know, maybe one of the reasons was like the fact that you, you're graduating and all those yes. things, you kind of like calming your brain down, you know, you don't have that type of, um, what's the word? Um, what's Activity the, or stimulation yeah, from the outside. Yeah, yeah from yeah. outside, yes, For exactly, sure. you know, that now kind of like allow everything to kind of settle back in. Yeah, no, I think you, yeah, definitely. I think being outgoing as I am, mm -hmm. I think a lot of years when I was just trying to stay busy, so that mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I, I am grateful though that I definitely approached my grief with a more um, uh, straightforward approach where if mm -hmm. I was feeling something, I wouldn't push it away. I would allow myself to feel. To feel it. And I think that that was very healthy because mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's easy for humans to kind of just, like you said, to push it away and not deal with it till yeah. 30 years down the line. And mm -hmm. so my kind of point of view was um, the way that I'm grieving, the amount of tears that I cry, mm -hmm. it's a reflection of how much I love my dad. And so I kind of viewed it as to push it away would be to almost forget or to not um, process um, or honor him, I guess, in a way. Mm -hmm. um, because feeling those feelings of sadness is a reflection of how amazing he was a person. I miss him because he was a great dad. I miss him because I loved him. And so allowing myself to feel when I need to feel, cry when I need to cry. It used mm -hmm. to be really hard for me to cry in front of people because I felt like I had to be strong all the time. And I kind of put on that like front and that face. Yeah. Um, it took a lot of self-work to sure. be able to be vulnerable like that. And mm -hmm. it's been very healthy that mm -hmm. I've been able to do that and to let people in. Mm -hmm. um, and so just processing that as a game. And I think that there's only still times where, yeah, like if I don't want to process it right at this moment, like mm -hmm. I'll stay busy and do things. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of just like a tug of war between the two. Mm -hmm. um, having moments where I do process and allow myself to cry or listen to videos or audio mm -hmm. recordings that I have of him and just allow myself to really just feel. Because um, feeling is a beautiful thing. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of us um, sometimes view emotions or, sad or uh, sadness as weak when in reality it's actually very strong to be able yeah. to feel emotions. And um, so taking that and like processing, process it, processing that yeah. um, has been healthy. And I think it's also benefited me in my relationships um, with like family, friends, even like romantic relationships to learn how to process emotions mm -hmm. and to not harbor things or cause resentment in any way. Um, so kind of training myself to process things as they come. And I know you mentioned meditation. Mm -hmm. That's also been really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. um, I like to be very in tune with my mind and my thoughts and to reflect. Um, I journal a lot, which has really helped. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, and to really just be present and mindful. I think that's also another goal that I have is just to be present and to be in the moment and to um, treasure the each breath that I have. Which if you really bring it down, it's like to be grateful for, I mean, we breathe. I don't can't, can't even count the amount of breaths that we take a day, but just to be grateful for that. I don't know how much yeah. oxygen we yeah. have. But. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> but just, yeah. yeah, mindfulness is huge and mm -hmm. being present. I think that's a big one as well. For sure. So um yeah. what is like when you said you journal mm -hmm. 
how do you do you do you allow yourself to just i don't know do you type or do you write i write you write yes do you allow the pen to kind of take over or do you allow like your mind to kind of start thinking about different things and then you join all about those specific thoughts yeah it's only not structured it's very like i just allow yeah i just allow myself to write down whatever i need to Mm -hmm. feel whatever i need to say sometimes the words are kind of illegible because i'm just writing so fast (laughs) but um totally good yeah yeah, but it's great it's a great way for me to um kind of just unload my emotions Mm -hmm. and feelings or if i'm really missing my dad sometimes i'll write to him in my journal and i think Mm -hmm. just that mind connection for sure i'm seeing the words on the page from your brain i think that that's a really it's been very helpful for me Mm -hmm. um and i also use journaling for um kind of mapping the goals that i have for my life and writing out what i see for my life and our um, imagination yes yeah yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. and um speaking those things into existence on Mm -hmm. paper and so many things that i've journaled for that i have wanted in my life have come true which is really awesome i think it's just um our brains tend to focus on what we're um what we're feeding Mm -hmm. them and what we're um what we have in our mind as our goal so i like to remind myself consistently of my goals and what i hope to achieve so my mind is focused on that mm-hmm. it's like i make choices based off of those goals and what mm-hmm. i see from my life and it helps me to stay focused and disciplined and um which has been really helpful so it's definitely recommend journaling <laughs> you know um you tell me if you feel the same mm-hmm. so i journal too and when he said something it's kind of like hard to see when what you yeah. write so i i type and yeah. sometimes later on if i go read it i'm like this is so grammatically incorrect yeah. <laughs> like don't go through my journal spell check because you're gonna be spell checking the whole like, time. that way i get given given an f in a writing class right. yeah, I feel, yeah. they'd be like they hand it back they'd be like go write it again so mm-hmm. it's funny mm-hmm. for sure but uh you know uh, back to what you said about crying and just yeah. feeling feeling yeah. your emotions you know and journaling kind of like kind of goes hand to hand uh one thing i personally realize when it comes to journaling and just feeling my emotions you know and just trying to understand them mm-hmm. i think i i don't know if there's science behind it but i think uh our emotions and feeling and being able to relate to them mm-hmm. uh can be a motivational thing, can really stop them in our, in our blood to kind of get up and do more things. Because sure. uh, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but like anytime I journal, mm-hmm. after I finish journaling, I feel energetic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel exactly like that too. I think it's just being able to, um, sometimes when I'm carrying a lot of emotions, I feel like I'm carrying mm-hmm. a very heavy backpack. And so kind of when I'm journaling, I kind of lay that all out. Mm-hmm. And then I feel light again. I feel my brain and my mind is more clear, more at peace. Um, yeah, I think it's just a reset. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of like how if we go to therapy or something, we're talking to someone and they're able to yeah. give us like feedback and help us process things. It's almost like a therapy session with myself, mm-hmm. um, being really in tune with myself. Mm-hmm. And I think unloading all that, those emotions and mm-hmm. kind of at least telling someone, even though it's not um, an actual person, it's a page. Yeah. Um, I think that that's kind of has the same effect as if you're talking with someone kind of um like a therapist or even a friend or someone close to you mm-hmm. that is there to just listen and support you you're mm-hmm. able to share that burden with someone else and i'm sharing that with the page because there's some things that i 
don't feel like sharing with other people at the moment or it's too heavy of a burden for them to carry and I don't want to put that on them so I journal and yeah definitely feel so much more alive sometimes and refreshed after Mm -hmm. your journal for sure it's like you you kind of talk to the paper or the screen or whatever and then um if you ever read them you'd be like Actually, that reminds me of something. Uh, one thing I ever started realizing is journaling. You know, like as human, we are very, very great. You're absolutely amazing with giving advice. Mm-hmm. We just know <laughs> we are master it for some reason. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, you're going through that? I know what to do. <laughs> Let me just tell you. But when it comes to ourselves, we lack that. We cannot give ourselves to ourselves. But one thing I understood with journaling is when you journal, and then when you read it and you read that from a perfect point perspective, uh, I learned that you can learn how to give advice to the person within that journal. So you basically will try to kind of understand your problems in a fair point perspective so you can give yourself advice to how can I get out of it. Yeah. You know, like you, you talked about imagination, mm-hmm. you know, that the imagination is definitely a great way to just think things in um like a 3D perspective, a different perspective to kind of out of the box perspective to kind of find your way out of the obstacle problem or the emotions basically. Yeah, no, I think you hit that. Like that's deep. That you definitely hit that spot on. <laughs> but it's only true. It's just yeah. like being able to see that on paper and kind of being able to be like, okay, well now I can see like you by loading those emotions and giving mm-hmm. yourself clarity in your mind. I think you're able to mm-hmm. think more clearly about what to do and what advice you can give to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, yeah, it's another amazing thing with journaling that allows us to do. Yeah. yeah. So growing up, um, you definitely mm-hmm. had uh, phases in your life. You know, we just talked about some of them. And um, throughout all these phases, you know, mm-hmm. how would you say your your core values have changed and elevated? Yeah, yeah no. And what are those? Yeah. For sure. That's a good one. Um, I think... Definitely, I think when I was younger, something that mm-hmm. really shaped my values, even before my dad passed away, mm-hmm. was when I was um, I was bullied actually a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So so much so that I had to be homeschooled <laughs> because I just went to a really small school and yeah. didn't have any friends. I would literally cry on the playground every day, cry to the car. It was just really hard. I was just um, really? and it actually spiraled into me having a lot of like anxiety and depression at a very very young age at like third grade I didn't even know what any of those things were but I was just like you know very sad very um hyper focused about just kind of feeling unwanted um Mm -hmm. by peers and so processing that and feeling the feelings that I felt um I kind of instilled within me kind of a promise to myself that I would never make someone feel the way that I had been made to feel Mm-hmm. And at a young age, I think that was a value. The value of kindness yeah. um, is huge to me. I think some people may think that kindness is a weakness and in the sense where you can be like too much of a like people pleaser or like pushover. I've heard people mm-hmm. say that before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, oh, you're too nice. But in reality, it's like I kindness is so important. I'm able to put my foot down when I need mm-hmm. to. I'm assertive yeah. when I need to. But I think, really, I think we do need more kindness in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you don't agree with the person about a certain mm-hmm. thing, just being kind to them, um, because you never know deep down what someone's experiencing. I think also 100%. being 
Uh, respect is a huge thing. Respecting another person as if it were yourself. I know that's the golden rule and it mm-hmm. might be cliche, but really, truly mm-hmm. doing that. I think in our society today, I think we've lost a lot of that for other people, especially mm-hmm. for people if you disagree with a certain um, aspect of their life. Sometimes that respect isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another value is hard work, as I touched upon mm-hmm. learning that from my parents. Um, but really realizing that the amount of work that you put into something, like not taking the easy road. I think there's so many people also taking the easy road today. And sometimes it works out for them really, really well. Yeah. But I think it's so rewarding when you can look back and realize, wow, I really put my heart and soul into this. And look what I've been able to achieve. I think that's a really special thing. And from a young age, being um, instilled with that hard work ethic. And it served me very well um, as I've grown up. Um mm-hmm. I think also being mindful, I think that's a, a value. Um, mindfulness to be, that's something that I kind of learned later on, um, to be present. I know it's not technically like a value, but kind of in coordination no, with yeah. mindfulness. Yeah. I think being um, with so many distractions in our world today, mm-hmm. um, like electronics, social media, those are great things, but sometimes mm-hmm. we get just so, or even like people's opinions of us mm-hmm. or what we're going to do next and kind of rushing on and being mindful and just being present and being in tune with yourself and being in tune with the people around you is another really good value. Um, the one for me is trust. I think it's really important to be a trustworthy person. Um, truthful as well. Um, I've kind of learned, you can see it in every movie, anybody that tells a lie eventually gets caught, even if it's like 30 years from now. So I think it's just being able to live with a conscience that is um, as clean and as pure as you can. Obviously I'm human, gonna make mistakes, make mistakes every day, still gonna make mistakes, but it's just trying to be a person of integrity and dignity and being able to apply that in every area of your life, whether that be in personal life, academics, business, um, I think you know, relationships. Um, it's just having those values. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that, I just can, I just feel better about, just feel, um, I guess, just more at peace with myself mm-hmm. when I live in a way that reflects that. Um, and I think humbleness too. I think that is humility. I think that's a great value. I think there's a time and place definitely to be proud of what you've accomplished, but I think the people that are humble about what they've achieved and, um, that's a huge one for me. I think that there's a song by Tim McGraw called humble and kind. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like that song. Um, but it is, that's another, it was one of my dad's favorite songs. So it kind of applies, but it really is just being, humble about what you've achieved and um, mm-hmm. to continue working hard when no one's looking. You might not get recognized today over several years, but to continue to work hard and to continue to do what's right, even if you don't get rewarded for it right away. Um, and even if you're the only one doing what's right, keep mm-hmm. doing it. Um, so it's kind of like, I'm not afraid to stand alone or to um, continue working alone if I'm doing what's right. Um, and because sometimes the majority is going one way and you know mm-hmm. the right way is one way so for sure just, those are some i think some of my core values and i mean another one is also family the importance of family importance of connection mm-hmm. um vulnerability there's a lot of values that I, yeah <laughs> and you keep going through all the right <laughs> and I just, they're all it's hard 
choose this one because I think it's a balance of all of them. Yeah. Um, integrating different values at different times of your life. Um, but yeah, I can't go on. <laughs> well, <laughs> one thing you talked about um, when you're struggling with your values, mm-hmm. um, got me to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Today, mm-hmm. where would you get the feeling of validation and acknowledgement? Like where would I? Where do I go to find it? Oh, to get the feeling of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good question. Um, I think first I strive to be able to validate like myself. First, I don't try to look for it from other people mm-hmm. necessarily. First, I also think about like the people closest to me. Like mm-hmm. if I can feel good with myself and at peace with myself, no matter what other people think of me then that is good for me. But I also think about like what God thinks about me and what my family or the people closest to me think about mm-hmm. me. Because there's definitely people that probably won't like me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay, but it's like if the people closest to me really care about me and think that I'm doing what's right, mm-hmm. um, then that's like enough validation. When you're just being comfortable with myself, that's enough validation. But I mean, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. So I do sometimes like, I like encouraging, yeah. I like to encourage people and uh-huh. I also like to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, I guess it would be more of just like emotional validation emotional that emotion. I do that makes me feel good. Like mm-hmm. just, I love encouraging people and I like that reciprocated at times. Has that changed growing up? Um, the, where you get your validation? Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. for sure. I think that for a lot of my life, I kind of sought it from achievements or from um, what other people thought of me. And uh, that was, it worked for a while, but then it got really disappointing sometimes or I didn't mm-hmm. feel as confident in myself as I should have just because I was looking for validation mm-hmm. in other places and other people or in other things and it leaves me kind of empty at a certain point and so I kind of realized like wow like I want to be self-confident in myself and that still is a skill that I will be working on for a while um Mm -hmm. you know just being confident in who I am Mm -hmm. and the gifts that I've been given um and not comparing myself to other people Mm -hmm. I think that's something that I struggled with when I was younger and still kind of occasionally Mm -hmm. today but I feel like I've gotten more Content, I think contentment's a huge one. Just being content with who I am and what God has given me and um, that I'm unique and Mm -hmm. kind of accepting that. Like everyone's unique and celebrating their uniqueness, uniqueness, but also my uniqueness as well and realizing that I don't have to be anything more or less. I just have to be me. And I have to remind myself that a lot still, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. I think Mm -hmm. working on myself is a lifelong journey, Mm -hmm. and that's exciting to me because there's always something that I can work on and grow, Um, but really learning to love myself for who I am. I think I tend to love a lot of people and show my love towards other people, but then always show love to myself. And so kind of reflecting and... What are some ways that you show love to yourself? Yeah, I think that um, speaking kind words to myself, sometimes I love that. <laughs> I'm negative, negative self-talk can get really out of control. And so yeah. speaking positive words to myself, um, having self-care routines, mm-hmm. working out is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great for my mental health, for my body. Yeah. Um, I love that. Eating well is another way I should love to myself. Uh, protecting my energy is a big one. Protecting myself... Um, 
you know, really being mindful about the people I surround myself with. I think that that's a huge one. And I had to learn that sometimes a hard way, you know, um, what people in my life am I going to invest my time and my energy into and protecting myself from people that don't value that. And um, because some people won't and that's okay. But Mm -hmm. I want to surround myself with people that encourage me and care about me and value me just as I value them. That reciprocation mm-hmm. is so important to me. And that's how I honor myself in relationships and um, show love towards myself in relationships. Awesome. I only had to learn that the hard way, but I feel yeah. like I'm getting better at that. So those are just yeah, some of those ways. Talking about like loving yourself and talking mm-hmm. about um, validation even, yeah. even, I think maybe one of one of the main things that you we will see and we're going to talk about women right now mm-hmm. sometime to you uh is um jealousy mm-hmm. you know yeah. what do you think that really sparks jealousy uh between like young women yeah yeah you know that's something i'm very grateful to have grown up um in an era without social media like i grew up you without, grew up without social media yeah okay. that's so when i was younger like i got mm-hmm. my first phone when i was a freshman in high school yeah so i just i've younger cousins too that are girls and seeing how like a lot of social media like tiktok mm-hmm. or even instagram where they're seeing girls that are like 13 years old mm-hmm. that do not like 13 years old and they're comparing <laughs> themselves to them you know and i think yeah. that that's natural in us to want Mm -hmm. what someone has when Mm -hmm. they're getting praised for or getting attention, right? So I think that I'm very grateful to have grown up where I went through my awkward phase, you know, and all those things. And I kind of, I was happy with myself that way when I was younger. And it wasn't until I kind of engaged more in social media or saw, you know, other people that I was like, I've kind of, that's also been a thing where I've, um, I've tried... Jealousy for me, I'm grateful that it's only hit me in some places. Mm-hmm. But for me, I always try to remind myself that everyone has a place to shine. I know that kind of sounds cliche, but I'm like, yeah. I have my places to shine and they have their places to shine. And I think that as women too, it's very easy for us to compare. It's very easy for us to compare because I think that comes from societal pressure, pressure that we put on ourselves. We have to look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way. And I think that kind of ties back to I definitely have been faced with those pressures too, mm-hmm. but kind of being like, okay, being, um, just reflecting and saying like, I'm great just the way I am. Like I, you know, if I feel comfortable myself, then that's awesome. So one, one more thing I want to ask you about, uh, about adversities, which mm-hmm. we talked a lot about mm-hmm. today. I think another great thing I heard, uh, last couple of years that was really life-changing for me was the fact that in every moment of adversity there is a blessing mm-hmm. and then there's a lesson mm-hmm. uh, do you think you have found those two you know in your moments oh 100 percent, definitely um you know just connecting it with the passing of my dad that was a huge adversity in my life but the blessings of how it changed my life, how I view life. I live such a fuller life Mm -hmm. because of that, because I realize, you know, the importance of life, how life is a gift. I treasure my family is so much more, and that's such a blessing, too, to be able to um, be able to appreciate people to a more further level. Um, It's such a blessing. I think there's... um, just the blessing of being able to live, the blessing of being able to experience life, 
and experience the people that come mm-hmm. into my life. I think the lessons for sure. Um, there's so many lessons and I'm constantly learning mm-hmm. new ones each day. Um, just, I think the lessons of like kind of the lessons and the blessings mm-hmm. kind of intertwine because oh, I feel sure. like that the lessons are the blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I've learned from this experience and from my life and what I've the immense sadness that I went through is just learning to how to process emotion, how to love other people deeply, how to um, live life to the fullest, um, you know, how to, where to invest my time and energy. It's kind of just all intertwines because I really feel like the lessons that I learned from that are the greatest blessings that I've learned. Mm -hmm. And um, those are gifts that I want to give to other people gifts that I want to give to my family, to people that meet me through my story. I think that the things that I've learned, I want to present those to other people Mm -hmm. so that they, you know, if there comes a time where they experience something that's hard, that they can reflect on that and use that for their own life, to better their own life. So, Wonderful. Wonderful. I love that. I feel like uh, one thing that you, I guess, like, one of the ways I, I got to know you out of the class was from you being very active at the gym mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, what do you think fitness and uh, working out and wellness kind of brings to person like you? You know, yeah. what, 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 was the, what was the point of that? Yeah, for me, um, it definitely was a really healthy area for mm-hmm. me to get out my anger, sadness, grief. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was having a hard day and I was just like sad or angry um, or even confused about like, yeah. you know, why that happened to my dad or even just like little things in my life if I was mm-hmm. angry or mad or sad, just go to the gym. Yeah. And it was such a healthy place for me to invest my time in versus like drugs or alcohol or even just like negative people. I would go to the gym and it was just me, me versus me in there and um it was so it's so good still for my mental health mm-hmm. um and i love seeing the results in the gym it's great to be yeah. able to like lift heavier mm-hmm. i feel more confident than there and then just um seeing like aesthetically like body shape like it's cool to be able to like change your body yeah um with like diet and with working out and i just i love lifting it's a passion of mine i met so many of my amazing friends mm-hmm. um through there which has been great and it's just something that i want to do to keep my body healthy and um it's a great area of self-discipline i think mm-hmm. also um to be committed to an activity also is a great lesson to learn for commitment in your life to anything um, and the self-discipline that you apply yourself to Mm -hmm. in any area of life Um, because you have to make time in your day to go and work out and to lift or any type of exercise that you do for me it's lifting um, and I think it's just it's done nothing but positive um, it's been nothing but a positive experience in my life and I will continue to do it um, throughout my life i might not maybe when i'm older i might not be able to weight lift as heavy as i can <laughs> now but definitely will stay active and it's just mm-hmm. a good place for my mind body and soul and um i mean as a kid i was very active in sports and i think when i grew out of the sports um arena um it was great to find another uh, activity that was helped me stay active and um that's yeah, just a passion of mine and a hobby that i really enjoy 
there's this one old guy at the gym I see all, almost all the time. I think I think he's a professor, but I don't want him to take a guess. But I think he's pretty old. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anytime I see this guy, he grabs like 80, 80 pounds dumbbell in each hand, yeah. and I'm like. Man, I'm going to be like you at that age. I'm going to be like that. I aspire to be in yeah. It's just amazing you see, you know, how people like that are very physically active, yeah. are able to also not only keep that physique, but also yeah. stay mentally sharp. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know. I definitely, and it's such like a good way to spend my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I love it and I'm going to continue to do it. So. Mm-hmm. The one thing I hear a lot about and, you know, like, like I recommend to people, you know, like what what you said, you know, when you are still dealing with your grief or like you feeling down or sad or anything, yeah. or even angry. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a huge one. The best place maybe to release your anger is, is with the weights. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because you're not harming anybody, you're not no. harming yourself. You're actually you're bettering, benefiting. Yeah, yeah. You're bettering yourself. And I'm like, what better way mm-hmm. to process an adversity mm-hmm. um, than to better yourself? Mm-hmm. And there's ways that I, you know, process had to better my mind, but this is, you know, mainly for my physical health mm-hmm. and my mind as well. But mm-hmm. it's just like I, um, with that is also a choice. How are you going to use your adversity to shape you? What choices are you going to make to process that? 100%. And um, lifting was one of mine, and I'm very mm-hmm. grateful that I found that. <laughs> so, yes. Well, you um, had a very um, amazing journey, you know, growing up. Uh, you said at the beginning you were homeschooled and, you know, you maybe did not get that much social and then um, you grow up and then you have your, your the phase that you, you lose your dad and then through that process, I feel like you, you get a lot of blessings from God, you know, Definitely. by just creating a lot of good core values within you, the resilience, the, the hard working that you have, and, you know, just being very more motivated, inspiring with everything that you do. And then looking at you right now, you we talked about the first podcast that you're, going, you're leading a lot of people, you're inspiring other people. I feel like that's a huge thing, you know, that you are making the best, out of your own story and making this out of your journey based on the life that you have lived which is i think it's very inspiring for everyone because if we look at our own journey if we look at our past and see what events have shaped us mm-hmm. those events those things are all um, experiences and skills that we are going to need if we want to succeed in our life and if we want to really we actually are, I always think it that way, I think we always already have the tools, mm-hmm. you know, our tools exist within our story mm-hmm. to get anywhere we want to go in life, you know. Definitely. So throughout all this journey, I think uh, you have learned many, many, many beautiful lessons in your life. And what I'm wondering is if you want to maybe pick one of them out of those many lessons that, you know, like has created who you are and it still sticks with you, what is that big lesson? Yeah, that's a really good question because I feel like to narrow it down to one is going to be hard, but because yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like so many of them are intertwined. Um, I think I think the biggest lesson for me that has really stood out is treasuring the people that you have in your life. And whether that be one really good person in yourself or in your life or like, you know, a whole clan, your whole family in your mm-hmm. life, or even if it's just yourself, just valuing 
the people mm -hmm. because, um, you know, everything around us changes. There's, you know, some things come and go. Like, people won't always be here forever. 100%. Um, and so just really viewing each person as a gift and just valuing another person, valuing the people that are in your lives, taking time for them, mm -hmm. um, taking time to listen, taking time to be there, making them feel appreciated and loved. I think that has been one of the greatest lessons because it's made my life so much more full mm -hmm. um being able to just be with people that i care about that i love um even to meet new people um in my life because i feel like life is all about the connections that we have um i think you can have a very full life when you have very positive connections mm -hmm. with another human being yeah. um, or human beings and so I think that's been the greatest thing. And I think that's also really, truly what my dad taught me because he was present for me, present for my brother, present for my mom. And, um, you know, experiencing that loss, it really just makes you realize to mm -hmm. really, to don't take any moment for granted yeah. with the people that are in your life and don't take any moment with yourself for granted. Like enjoy those experiences, do what you want to do, mm -hmm. you know. Um, don't let fear stop you from doing things that you have been wanting to do. And um, just continue to put one foot mm -hmm. in front of the other. Even if you have to take baby steps to get through a hard thing, mm -hmm. just keeping your eyes on, you know, the prize at the end. And to um, have live each day as if it was, live each day as if mm -hmm. it was your last. So, yeah. Um, I think your dad did the perfect job you know just uh i feel like those months like he was probably the best mentor you could ever ask for other than just being a dad you know because he not only created so many core values within you and shaped who you are today he also taught you and how can you deal with this whole thing you deal with this grief um i think you are a great person to ask this for anybody that's dealing with adversity right now and it's just the beginning day zero or like the early days what would you what advice would you give to them yeah first i'd want to say to them that i hear you and i see you and i understand your pain even if it's something that's very different than losing a parent losing someone close to you i think that pain kind of it affects us in different ways but it, at the core root of it it affects us all very similarly mm -hmm. And so I think big one is be patient with yourself, be gracious to yourself. Um, also get involved in things, like find your passions, even if you don't really know what they are, try some new things, try going to the gym, mm -hmm. try cooking, try going on a walk, just stay focused on the next positive thing. Stay, positivity is huge, but positivity is a choice. You can either choose to view your situation as the worst situation ever, that you know that you're just doomed, or you can accept that yeah, what I'm going through right now, really tough, extremely tough. Some people might not even understand how tough it is, mm -hmm. but you have to stay focused. You can't be overwhelmed. You can't allow your adversity to take over you. You're in charge of your life. And if you're letting your adversity take over your life, you're giving that power. Like, you have an amazing life to live, even if it doesn't feel like it right now. Stay true to yourself. Dig deep into yourself. Even if you have to take some time to just get really real, really real with yourself and be like, okay, this is step one. Mm -hmm. Baby steps, that's okay. T 
take as if you just are going from moment to moment, minute to minute, that's okay. Take mm-hmm. the time that you need to heal the process. But face what you need to face too. Don't just push it all under the rug. That's really easy. But those things will catch up to you if you just push them away. And I'd also say don't isolate yourself. Definitely reach out to people. Um, people, sometimes we don't feel like they'd want to help, but a large majority of people do. They actually are a lot nicer mm-hmm. than we think they are. Or even if they don't help in a lot of ways, they can help in a little way. So I definitely mm-hmm. would say don't isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself or reach out to someone to help you mm-hmm. if you're really struggling. Um and then really focus on your perspective of life. Realize that your life is a gift mm-hmm. and realize that you have a lot of amazing things to accomplish that only you can accomplish because it's your life mm-hmm. and only you can accomplish those things that are meant for you. For you. Um, so definitely just appreciate. I think it comes from a place of gratefulness. Mm-hmm. If you are really struggling, I would challenge someone to get a sheet of paper or even open their notes app in their phone and just start writing down three things a day that, that, that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And that might sound really like simple, mm-hmm. but I mean, I would tell them to give it like three weeks a month. Yeah. And I think that their perspective would really change because there's something that happens when we're grateful in a time mm-hmm. of adversity. We change our mind. We switch our brain to be looking at the things that are good in our lives mm-hmm. that we're grateful for versus the negativity. And the way that rewires our brain, the way that it allows us to see life more yeah. fully. Um, there's a really beautiful thing about being content with the life you have and gratefulness um, that will really change your life. So I think just focusing on those little steps first and then getting involved in activities or just focusing on the next part of your life. Um, just focus on the positive things. And even if it's just one or two things, write them down. You know, meditate on those things. Be grateful for those things. And um, just live. I, again, once again, my kind of motto that I live is just live, your, live every day as like if it was last. your last. So wow. that's my advice. Yes. I love that. And... This podcast called Yes, I Am, mm-hmm. and I named it that because I believe you can put any word in front of it. And even mm-hmm. if you're not that person right now, if you don't hold that courtesy right now, you will if you just start believing in it. Mm-hmm. So if um, Bella would like to put one forward in front of Yes, I Am, what would that be? Yes, I Am. What? Yeah, I would say I think the word that immediately came to mind was healing. Yes, I am healing. Mm-hmm. Because I think the journey of life, you're always healing through things. You're... Um, I'm choosing to take these steps mm-hmm. to heal the hurt and to become a better version of myself. But I can't do that until mm-hmm. I heal, right? Yeah. And I think life is a continuous thing. We're always healing from something in mm-hmm. order to become more at peace or to be, have more tranquility in our life. My word for this year was tranquility. And so trying to achieve that. But mm-hmm. through that, I have to heal from things. So I think that's my, my word. So Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a guest at the SIM podcast. Amazing conversation. And I feel like anybody that will listen would take a lot of benefits and lessons from this episode. So thank thank you. you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. So thank you. Thank you for joining us on this deeply moving episode of the SIM podcast. We hope Bella's story has touched your heart and inspired you to embrace each day with purpose and gratitude. If you resonated with her journey, we invite you to subscribe and share this episode with your loved ones as together we can spread the transformative power of vulnerability and authenticity. Remember, you have the power to make a difference in someone's life by sharing this empowering message. 
Stay connected and find more inspiration by following me on Instagram at ArmanSKZ. Thank you for being an integral part of the Yes I Am community. And as always, yes I am.